Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. All right, Luca Nation. Let's uh, welcome you guys back in for another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. We got a little Thursday Night Football action. Mr. Tatis just robbed of a two-run homer. Uh, we get got a line chip coming up tomorrow. Man, the right. Padres are just so close, but yet so far away, aren't they? Yeah, man. It's getting a little chippy, though, in that series. What does chippy look like in baseballs? I mean, throwing inside and uh, bat flips? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the, 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 the team's chirping at each other. It's the team's kind of talking, you know, pointing, and you know, a lot of that stuff. I mean, you know, you see brawls. You see fun stuff. Um, you see people but, posting in Facebook groups and, uh, you know, scammer alert. Bellinger, yeah, well, Bellinger robs Tatis. Scammer alert. Scammer. He's a scammer. That's exactly right. You'll see it's the same kind of stuff. Exactly. It just goes on in the majors that way. Scammer alert. Be careful. <laughs> he'll take your pay. Watch he'll out, take your Bellinger. He will rob you of a home run. He will rob. He will rob you, Tatis. Ah, listen, Machado, you know, and Grudel. I mean, that, that was fun stuff. I mean, there's videos all over the place if you don't watch the game. So, you know. But what's what's cool? You got four elimination games today in baseball. Four elimination games. There could be four teams knocked out of the playoffs today. Yep. Honestly, I think only the Marlins are the, the one that gets knocked out, and I think everything else goes to five. But we shall see. All right. Well, let's go through that. So Marlins lose to the Braves. This Cage's prediction. Uh, Cage has been spot on with football. So let's ride that momentum. Into baseball, yeah, but okay. baseball's been crazy, right? I love these matchups, right? And, you know, I mean, obviously, we, you could start with uh, the Rays and the Yankees, right? The Yankees jumped out to a, uh, a win uh, in game one. You know, that's Garrett Cole. Um, they, they overthought it, obviously, with game two, thinking, mm-hmm. don't worry, we're going to win game three. And then they didn't win game three. Um, you know, Stanton, who was injured for the last, you know, decade, um, he has actually showed up. And, and it looks like the Yankees are wasting this ridiculous playoff performance by him. Um, but, you know, you're taking a step back from it. I saw Trevor Bauer actually tweeted this morning. He's tweeting at every team in the playoffs, though. You know, hey, imagine how great the Padres would be if they had a pitcher. And, hey, it looks like the Yankees need a pitcher because he's a free agent now. You know, it's on a one-year deal. Um, but, you know, here's the Yankees with their payroll and this team. And, you know, they, they, you know they're healthy. But to be able to throw Garrett Cole out there and then junk, you know, it, it makes you think, you know, the injury to Severino, that's, you know, that's, that's problematic. You know, uh, Domingo Herman was supposed to be great and he was suspended, you know, I mean, it's, just, it's interesting stuff what goes on there. You know, a team like that, that's supposed to be, you know, the, 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 you know, spend the money and go out and do what you need to do to win. You know, maybe they should have thought about picking up a pitcher at the trade deadline. I mean, something, who knows, but, you know, and, and here they are in a do or die situation game four, um, you know, I guess their hope is if they get to a game five, which you have to win game four to get to game five, that maybe Cole comes back and pitches. He better come back and pitch with the amount of money that they're giving him. Um, but the the Yankees are, I mean, it's not like it's not like the Rays have a stud going to. They're starting a guy named Ryan yeah. Thompson. But the Yankees are pitching Jordan Montgomery, you know, a guy who was out all last year, right? I mean, you know, I don't think he's ever pitched in the playoffs. He's a young kid. Um, and – you know, for, for such a pivotal, pivotal game here, the pitching matchup leaves a lot to be desired, you know? Um, yeah. Really low over-under. I don't know what that's about. You know, sometimes baseball's weird, right? When you've never seen the pitcher before, 
it actually makes it harder for you to to hit them. That's a pretty yes. low over under for the what pitcher. Is it? Nine. Well, I mean, it had been seven, eight in the prior games, especially the Cole game. It was seven in one, but obviously with that pitching matchup, um, nine's still a lot of runs to score in a baseball game, but not with these teams, and not the way that that stadium is playing for these guys. Right. And and look, obviously Stanton did hit one to right field that 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 you know how the hell did that clear? But the right field's only three twenty five. That one of his four home runs was to right field. But yeah. what I would I will say about this is that this stadium, you know, there's no home field advantage, none of that stuff. This stadium is playing to the the Rays favored rather than the Yankees. Most of hmm. the Yankee home runs, most of the Yankee home runs have been bombs, no doubters, the Stanton shots that are going way the hell out. Um, most of them have been, I think the Yankees have had 13 home runs or some crazy number like that. Um, and the Rays have hit nine. But if you watch, most of their home runs are just clearing the fence. Just clearing the fence. Center field, I mean, that's not, it, you know, it's a, obviously it takes a bunch What's of What's that guy's but, name that you, you pulled his orange refractor? So um, that's going to be my pick today, by the way. So oh. yeah, my name, I could just go right into the pick. I mean, you, you don't know what our pick is, but. Our cadence, Cage, we're, yeah. we're in sync. That's going to be if, my pick if today. If you're the if, I was going to say, if you're the pitcher, I'm the catcher, but that sounds fucking... If you yeah. go right into your play, <laughs> mm. I'm throwing you the right signals. You know, people do DM me and ask about it. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, but yeah, no, here's my, my play. My play here is, uh, it's Randy Arozarena. And, you know, this is a guy who literally had no, no real playing time at all before this, right? And yet, people know him. He's a Cuban athlete he's from Havana and he came over and he was in the Cardinals system I think he only got four or five games played with the Cardinals in 2019 made his debut in August he's not a kid I mean he's a kid to me he's 25 years old he's not a 19 or a 20 year old you know he's not one of these guys who you know is a prospect um but I heard them referring to him last night as um as the Cuban Mookie Betts which is a really great nickname first of all but also I mean a really great comparison right because the guy is fast can't double him up. He's got power, but he um, he only got in five games for the Rays in the regular season. But in those five games, he had 20 at-bats, 12 of them were hits, 25 total bases, three home runs, and his postseason numbers are just – they're ridiculous. They are – I mean, you, what he's doing in the postseason, uh, literally, I would say he can't stop hitting, right? I mean, he is – he's batting over 600 in the postseason. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's, it's an amazing thing. I got to give the, the A's a lot of credit. I mean, the, uh, the, the Rays a lot of credit here because they just seem to find these guys, right? They just seem to find them. And, you know, Tanaka was kind of limping along and then Arena. It's A-R-O-C-A-R-E-N-A. And unless you're watching this series or the series before it, you don't know who this guy is, which is good for the folks listening to this podcast. You'll be able to go out and buy his card. But the Rays acquired him from the Cardinals in January, and he's got literally no time in the majors, nothing at all. Um, but, he, I mean, it's just it, – it's amazing. In, in Toronto in the first round, the guy went four for eight. And in the Yankees, the first three games here, he's eight for 12. And he's – I mean – it's like every time comes to the plate, he's on base, whether it's a single, whether it's a walk, whether it's a home run, which he has several of also. Um, these kind of playoff, um, you know, these kind of playoff runs, they put people in your brain, right? And right now he's batting 
600. There's only been two other players in baseball history who have batted 600 in the playoffs. And I, I know he's probably not going to do it. But uh, Hideki Matsui actually did it in the 09 World Series. <clears throat> um, you know, it, he... Uh, in the 09 World Series, in the 09 World Series, he batted it, and uh, and I think Babe Ruth did it too. But right now, this series, he's batting 667 with three home runs in this series. I mean, it's just it's it's it really is crazy. And I mean, <clears throat> I guess you can you know you can you could say it's not unprecedented, right? He's a Cuban, so he left the Cuban leagues, defected to Mexico, signed with the Cardinals, and he played. Double A and Triple A, where he hit three forty four with fifteen home runs and seventeen steals. Um, so, and his OPS is over one. So, I mean, you're you're talking about pretty big stuff. But what what baseball guys will tell you what was really cool on him, Matthew Liberatore, who's a twenty year old left handed pitcher, who was a first round draft pick by the Rays, and the Rays know how to how to make pitchers, draft pitchers, they know how to find pitchers. That's who the Rays traded for him. So everybody thinks he's going to be really really good. Um, and yeah, I mean, what he's doing now is, is crazy. If you haven't been watching these, the, the playoffs, you don't know about him because, you know, it's a guy who literally has no games under his belt. But yeah, here's the card. I pulled this. And so I'm going to give my pick. But what I have in front of me here, you know, I'm going to post this at some point today, tomorrow. We're getting close to 3,000 followers on Instagram, which is nice. Uh-huh. I'm going to make this my 3,000 follower giveaway. So this is nice. a ben, ben Baller Chrome. So one of those limited boxes that not everybody could get. And this is an orange. It's number 10 out of 25. It's a sick card. Numbered out of 25, tops Ben Bowler Chrome rookie card. The blue ones in this are selling for like $100, and those are out of $199. So I I, I can only guess how much. There's none available. No one's selling them on eBay. I was going to send it to PSA, but the hell with it. We're close enough to 3,000 followers, and this guy's on fire now. I might as well just give this away to somebody who's listening. You ripped it Um, yourself, right? Yep, one box. My son, my son pulled it. But so I got this guy's card. It's out of 25. It's better than any of the ones that are on eBay right now. I'm sure it's a couple hundred dollar card raw. If you happen to send it in, I mean, it's gradable. If you happen to send it in PSA, you know, you get a 10. This could be a thousand dollar card giveaway here. So wow. Who the hell knows? Am I eligible? Um, you can be eligible if you like. But anyway, so as for my pick, he's a rookie in tops this year. So, you know, it, it's personal preference for you. Um, I always like the tops paper because it's a low risk potential high reward and people haven't been pulling this guy's cards yet to grade them i know personally i opened tops card this year and i probably gave this guy's cards away um to people i i I don't think i pulled his cards out of boxes i'm gonna have to call my friends who i gave the boxes to and see if they're there um (laughs) but but it's card number 229 on the paper it's from series one of tops um and um so, you know, while everybody was looking for Jordan Alvarez and everybody was looking for, you know, Boba Shett, um, this guy's cards were in there. It's card number 229 paper. And I saw this morning a lot of 10 sell for $40. So it's still a card you can get probably for 2 3 $4. Um, you can definitely get it for 4 but you can probably get it for less. Um, the Chrome one sells for a little bit more. Um, but the Chrome's available. I wouldn't even go nuts. I mean, I'd, I'd stock up on these paper ones to see if you find any that are gradable. This is one I would throw in a bulk sub and um you know when when preseason hype comes for next year and this guy's a everybody's talking about him the guy who had the crazy playoff run who knows what the uh what the potential upside is for him but you'll be into his rookie card in a psa 10 for 15 bucks and you'll be doing fine so that's that's my pick for today i mean it's one of those that if you're watching playoff baseball now or you're paying attention you will have heard of him but if you're not 
and most people are not. You can hear from him on this podcast and you can still buy his cards right now. A guy who's potentially, if he plays next year and starts and plays the way he's playing, is a 40-40 threat. I love it. You once told me, you know, you get the best card in the highest grade possible, right? Really simple yep. investing yep. strategy. Uh, that's what I found here today for you guys. It's going to be a higher ticket play, but I think you guys are going to like it. I think there's a few different ways to play it. So that 2007-2008 Topps Chrome set in basketball is an interesting set. So I went to PSA this morning to do some research. There's only a total of 4,152 cards graded from that set. Remember, that's Kevin Durant's rookie year, right, Cage, 2007? Well, let me tell you the card I'm Sorry, I'm muted. I'm on mute by, by mistake. Tell me, you know, get the – but, yes, that's Kevin Durant's rookie year. So you would expect there to be more cards graded than that. That's not a lot of cards graded by PSA for the overall pop. Right. So, so the card I'm looking at, and you could play it a few different ways, but the one that really caught my attention, because, you know, I wanted to add a LeBron refractor to my collection right? Uh, long term, I think refractors are super cool cards, first off. Uh, and second, I think they're very sought out. So like, if you look at, you know, the tops refractors from Jordan's non-rookie years, those are still worth a pretty penny. Whereas this card, I was surprised to find there's only a total of 74 graded of the 2007 LeBron James refractor. And believe it or not, only 10 of those got 10s. That's a really low gem rate. That's a really low drum rate. So then it begs the question, you know, maybe we just go for the nines. And I was doing a little digging, and nines of the refractor are selling for 1500 bucks. Now, well, at first you hear, that's a lot of money. No, no question. But if we actually put that into perspective, compared to where Michael Jordan or Kobe refractors are going, specifically Michael Jordan refractors, it, it's, it's, a, it's just a tiny percentage. And I think that's a big year. I know it's not his rookie year. But with only 49 graded PSA 9s, 10 graded PSA 10s, I think if you're looking for a buy-in point for a LeBron refractor, this is a really good place to look. I would also say it's worth looking at buying the raw card too, right? Because at the end of the day, there's so few of them out there. Even if you got an 8, 9, or 10, I think you're still sitting on a really, really nice card. Another little added layer that I would recommend is if you did end up getting that 9 for 1500 bucks. Or even the eight, maybe this is where we do that BGS cross. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't trust BGS right now. Uh, I personally haven't subbed BGS in a very long time. Since around June, I did a 10-day. Uh, you guys can message me, but no, I don't have that back yet. Uh, <laughs> but but wow. I, I, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of opportunity with this card. I think this is a card that you can trade really, really easily down the road. Uh, I think this is a card that you would trade up, you know. Uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's worth taking a look at this card. And I know it's a little bit more expensive than some of the plays I've given recently. But if you've been looking for a LeBron refractor, I think that 2007 set, and it's the one of him dunking his signature dunk, uh, I think it's a really cool entry point for a LeBron refractor. I like it. I like it. I definitely do. So, so – he's a lot of it is the pose right so tell me about the pose on the card because with lebron you know it's iconic cards right so his rookie card you wouldn't even consider it an iconic pose but it's an iconic card already you know he's, he's yep. taking the jump shot you have the one where he's throwing chalk in the air right yeah, the one where, 
the second year one where he's like dunking under the basket with a one-on-one on that card just sold for nearly a million dollars, the Superfractor. Um, you know, what's the pose on this one? It, it's him dunking. It's actually really similar to the, the 2004 one, uh, but it's, it's when he brings the ball down. Uh, it, it's very similar to the 2004 dunking one, but the design of the card is a little bit different. All right, so uh, you have it. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a 2007 Topps Chrome Refractor of LeBron James. Yes, sir. I like it. <clears throat> I definitely do. All right, so let's talk about football for a let's second, just because we got to throw it out there. I don't know what the answer to this is, but um, the Tennessee Titans obviously <laughs> violated the, um, the rules on COVID. And, you know, they did, they, they've put the, the – I would say they put the season in jeopardy. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to play this coming week either. We, they've already had an issue with the game they were supposed to have against the Steelers, and now their game against the Bills – potentially is problematic and i've heard talk about maybe making the titans forfeit those games and just give wins to the other teams which impacts so much stuff you know home field advantage yeah. who knows home field advantage um it impacts you know draft picks it impacts you know a whole bunch of stuff and i've heard other options of just you know actually shutting the season down for two weeks which would just be disastrous you know and the funny thing is at the, the NFL same season or mm-hmm. shutting the yeah the season. whole season just taking a season for the whole nfl for two weeks which, by the way, is not going to happen because at the same time, you just have the Dolphins posting that they got clearance from the governor to open up the stadium to 65,000 fans. Like, full <laughs> they, do things, they do things different in Florida. I love it. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, there's just so much stuff going on, so much information out there. And, you know, um, you know I, like to, I like to pay attention to all the information that's there. It's like, you know, if you happen to be a fly landing on someone's head and getting a real, you know, close-up view to, like, what's going on, um, I'd love to be that, you know, that fly on the wall in, um, in the, like the NFL offices right now and say, what the hell, you know, what's going on? Um, you know, we saw the Patriots had a positive test and then now Stephon Gilmore tested positive and you know, everybody was posting pictures of him whispering to Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game and he's positive and, you know, everybody's now waiting for, you know, Kansas City to say Mahomes is positive. I mean, it's just, the whole thing is just, it's, it really is, um, it's an interesting thing, right? It really is, you know, something you have to think about. These leagues are in a real tough spot. Um, and it also gives me, you know, I, I, you want to give the NBA a lot of credit because, you know, they did this bubble. They did what they needed to do. They got the games played. You know, I, I think they, they, you know, with the bubble, they were out to, able to keep their players safe. You know, there hasn't been really much in the way of postponing any games or anything like that. And, and you know, it's been – it's been pretty good. And I, you talk about maybe baseball also now in the playoff bubble that they're in, you know, give them some credit for doing what they need to do as well. Um, I'm curious to see how the NFL season plays out, whether or not we get more positive tests and whatnot. It's, it's just interesting stuff, right? Where, where do you want me to take this for you, brother? I, I don't want you to take it anywhere. It's just something you got to keep an eye on for sports, right? For cards, right? So our cards, you know, they're out there. I yes. mean, you know, it's, you know, you're investing in somebody and, and you, you, there's added volatility and risk now with football cards, more so than there would be with any other sport right now. Because who knows what's going to happen to the season? Who knows what's going to happen to the players? Who's going to, you know, so, so, you know, there's already volatility in investing in in-season stuff, the day-to-day on cards, um, you know, because of the risk of injury. But now you get the risk of COVID and, you know, suspending a season and, and pausing games and people coming down with positives you know, just talk to anybody who, after after game one or two, bought some Cam Newton cards. 
you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things I want everybody to, you know, be aware of, you know, that there's just added risk this year to, to exposure to this type of, uh, of, of issue. And then one more thing, right. Yep. You know, football's crazy. Be careful with the day-to-day investing, right guys. And, and we talked about, you know, with our last guest, taking some profit, you know, taking some profit where you can. Um, I'm personally doing that myself. And this is, you know, it's, it's not card buying advice, but it's just, you know, I like to tell you guys what, what where my mindset is. Yep. Um, I'm selling some Josh Allen cards. Um, you know, I actually have a Josh Allen PSA 10 prism rookie ending this weekend before his game against the chiefs. Um, you know, not, he may win and, and, and could I have squeezed out another 50 or a hundred dollars on the card? Sure. Possibly he may lose and the, you know, the downside's gonna, you know, I hope people don't overreact to a loss to the chiefs who are, you know, the re- returning Super Bowl champs and, you know, the class of the league. Um, but it's just the card's gone up enough. His cards have gone up enough for me to now take profit and move that money somewhere else. I don't need to hold it. I don't see them winning a Super Bowl. I don't see them winning a Super Bowl this year. So I think his cards are at a, a price now where they've gone up enough where, you know, I'll take the money and, and run now. It's not, I'm not telling you that's what you need to do. I'm just telling you, you know, we do, we do try to practice what we preach in here. Yep. And one of the things we talk about is, you know, taking profit where you can. Um, you know, you know, setting a goal for, for a card or cards and, and, you know, and, and constantly, you know, reassessing where you are with your investments. And I've now made enough on Josh Allen where, you know, I'm actually going to start cashing out on him. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with that so, so much. And I appreciate you. You're very candid and authentic. And that's what we try to bring you guys here is uh, an open book. What we're doing, we want to be open with you guys. So, you know, um, we practice what we preach and, the same thing with Kyler Murray. You know, a week ago he was a thousand bucks. Just the, just yesterday, my auction ended for him for like six forty. Uh, would I have wanted a thousand bucks? No, no doubt. But uh, I, I bought that card for fifty, graded it myself. I'm in the profit. Uh, at the end of the day, that's what I'm here to do is is to profit on the cards I I, I buy, grade, and sell. Uh, so you don't always have to cut it to the bone. You don't always have to try to time that market perfectly. You don't always want to look at the schedule and be like. Oh, Kyler has four easy games, so I'm going to hold him. Take your money, sit on the sidelines for a minute, wait for your opportunity and pounce, right? Because you're going to want that, that liquidity when you do see a real good deal, right? Because yep. sometimes what happens is those deals, those really good deals, uh, those $50,000 I need to cash out my Charizard first edition deals, they don't come around as often as people think. And if you don't have the liquidity, it will come and go. So, um, being able to churn out profit, have a system that kicks you cash so that once there is a deal, once there is something special on the market, you're able to pounce and buy it. I think that's super important. I agree. I agree entirely. And I mean, listen, that's, that really is, you have to have some liquidity, right? You have to have some fluidity in this stuff. And, you know, I've definitely missed out on money, but, um, you know, part of what makes this fun, part of what makes this, you know, keep going right is you don't always have to try to time that market no because more often than not you're going to be wrong and yeah, 99.9 <laughs> you will be so you know the only way to make sure you're you know you're 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 doing okay is you know is to pick a spot here i have you know it's like it's like limit trading right so you know that's Josh actually Allen, a great uh, point that's a yeah, great point it hits my price and i and i move on right and you know, and here's the thing: you don't have to root against the player either. <laughs> I know there's like that tendency, like, 
okay, I sold it now. I want it to go down. I you can if you want. I root against LeBron because <laughs> I sold his card. So you're allowed to root against him. You don't have to. But you're you, think you, you think they get the W tomorrow? Yeah, I think I think it's over. Uh, I think I think it's over. I think it's definitely over. The Mamba um, jerseys are, is what did it. I want it to. I want it to not be over. But uh, you know, I mean, I'd love nothing more than a monumental collapse by the Lakers. Three <laughs> one. How amazing more. would that be? How amazing would that be? It would be great. It would be great. But you know, I mean, the the Heat team. I mean, they have a good coach for it. I mean, you know, the only way something like that happens is, is if you really get into the mindset of these guys and tell them it's just one game. You can't think about winning three. You just got to go out there and win the game that's in front of you now. Um, you might get the combination of, you know, LeBron might not show up. I, I mean, you never know what's going to happen with that guy. You know, you know what's going on in his brain. Um, but, well, you know. Will, regardless of how, you know, the perception of LeBron is, the guy's been insanely consistent. Uh, if you look at Kirk. Uh, Goldsberry, he's a great account to follow. Very analytical guy. He hasn't. LeBron hasn't missed a single playoff game in his entire career. Not a single one. Well, I mean that's it's very good because he's played in a lot of playoff games. Um, he's played 258 playoff games. Zero games missed. He has the most minutes played, the most points scored, the second amount of assists, and his closeout win percentage is 79.2. What you're saying so, is I should buy some LeBron cards? I don't Those know if his pretty... cards are going to go up or down. I personally think they will. You, you guys know I'm not a big LeBron guy. Like, I've, I actually have been a pretty anti-LeBron my whole life. But I, what I think I've gotten better at as I age, and I almost feel like culturally we're going the opposite direction, but being objective. Like, I think objectivity is super important. Like, of course, there's things and ideologies that we believe. But at the end of the day, when it comes to money, you, you want to be objective. And that's how I try to how do I try to be when I make my decisions, buying, selling, um, solving problems, just objectively, what is the best solution for both parties? Yeah, or for me in this scenario. And you think there's upside in LeBron? <sighs> that's a great question. I think there's upside in LeBron scarcity, scarce cards. Okay. I don't think that there's upside in LeBron mosaic and prism of like 16th year. Uh, like I saw a hollow, you know, the 2016 hollow with him and Kobe, mm-hmm. uh, the optical. I don't get that card. I know it's kind of cool, but it's a thousand three hundred dollar card, thousand two hundred dollar card. Ooh, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know the upside. Was that going to be a two thousand dollar card one day? Um, so I do see upside in his refractors and his numbered parallels uh, in his rookie card. I see a lot of upside in his 2004 Topps Chrome. For some reason, that hasn't caught as much steam as I thought it might. Uh, but I don't see it in some of his more uh, high pop cards like this year's Prism, for example. A little personal update for me as we end this show here. Hopefully you listened to the Sasha Tomadon episode yesterday. If you haven't, please go check that out. We will be in touch with him to you know see whether or not we can start you know having him s- submit some cards for you guys to PSA. He subbed some stuff for me. I mentioned one in our uh, in our episode yesterday, but as luck would have it, after we recorded um, another uh, submission that I had with him popped. And while all the grades were not fantastic, um, I've mentioned this on our show a couple times that 
uh, one of the first cards that I graded was a 2012 Prism Clay Thompson. I was sending in a ton of those in bulk and getting really great grades on them. And one guy I bought a lot of Golden State Warriors 2012 Prism from, he threw in, you know, Harrison Barnes, uh, Draymond Green, and a, a Clay Thompson, uh, and a, um, a Steph Curry was in there. It was like $3 additional for that card because this was years ago. People weren't crazy for 2012 Prism yet. Um, and I forgot about that, those extra cards. I just pulled out the clays and submitted them and got tens and sold them way too cheap. But I happened to find that those other cards recently. And I submitted that Steph Curry 2012 prism through Sasha and the grade came back yesterday and I got a 10, which I'm thrilled. I mean, if you know, PSA magic, as I like to call it. So that's good news for me today. I'm happy. That'll be coming to an eBay auction soon. <laughs> I'm so excited for the Warriors to be back. Yeah, man. They're a good team. They're, they're a fun. good team. They're fun. I don't know if anyone else feels that. I, I like how they play. I like their I style. I got to tell you, it was, it was nice to get a, a breather from them. It was nice to see them, you know, go to the finals and lose. It was nice to, to see them not dominate because, you know, people – what's fun about it, and follow me here, right, people start to root against dynasties. People yeah. start to root against the Patriots, right? But yeah. if they falter and they're gone out of that site for a year or two, people come back and start rooting for them again. It's almost like a, you know, you, like, a come, like a comeback effect. story. Right? Exactly. It's right? the Britney so, Spears effect. So I, we're, I we're, you, we're interesting in America. We love to build you up. Then we love to tear you down. And then we love a good comeback story. Yeah, so, but I think that'll be what you'll see with the Warriors this year. I think there's still a whole bunch of bandwagon Warrior fans, but I think it's going to be easier for people to jump back on because you're not going to be considered a quote-unquote front-runner if you're pulling for the Warriors this year. Because it's been long enough since they were on top. Now they're a comeback story, a bunch of injured guys. <laughs> yep. Although, they got to be favorites. You know, that's, that lineup, and uh, you have an early draft pick, and who knows what they're going to do in the offseason. But, uh, yeah. First the best shooter of all time. And, guys, for the record, I'm a Sixers fan through and through. But I love good basketball. I love good basketball. So we didn't talk about the other baseball games. Just really quick as we wrap this up, I think the Yankees are going to actually show up today. I think they okay. have to. Um, so I like your over bet, but I think the Yankees and over is a nice little uh, fun way to bet today. Um, I think the Yankees are going to come out and do and handle the business and do what they have to do. Um, I really want to see the Padres with here you know what i mean you know they grab a game it, give themselves a they, little confidence yeah, yeah something i mean you know i thought they were going to come from behind and win last night um but you know i, I you know i i don't want to see them you know go out um i want to see the athletics win for this reason and i can't believe i waited this long to talk about this the rumor is that if it goes to game five do you know who the athletics will be throwing as their pitcher joe kelly no, that's the, he pitches for the Dodgers, Damn. and he he almost gave up. He almost gave up the goal last night. He almost gave it up. But okay, game five, then I don't know. Game five, if necessary, I have heard that the pitcher for um, the Athletics is going to be Mike Fires. Do you know who that is? That's that's the guy who he's the whistleblower. Is that right? Yes, sir. That is the guy who is the whistleblower for the Astros. It's going to be fun. I think it's going to go five games. So could you, could, can you picture that in the world of sports? A game five deciding game, A's Astros, and pitching for 
the A's against his old team that he blew the whistle on with the garbage pail banging whole buzzer whatever baloney he's pitching against his old team that would just be fantastic what a great sports story right the stuff that you can't make up I love it so I want to see that so I will be rooting for the athletics tonight just to see if we get a glimpse of Mike Fires throwing against his old team there what about big dick Nicky Foles you think he's gonna take down Tom Brady Dude, you watch too much Barstool. Um, Do you guys realize that started from Philly? No, I, I, I had never even Do heard you guys that know because... we won the Super Bowl? No. Did you? Yeah, Philly we beat Tom Brady. Well, when I say we, the Eagles team of that year beat him. I was oh. not on the roster. I, uh, but I thought you were talking. That's where Big Dick Nicky Foles started. I, just thought so your, you know. I thought your Drexel soccer team somehow was able to win the Super Bowl. When you said we, I thought you were talking about like, like <laughs> Well, I your... clarified. I clarified because I'm not one of those who thinks I'm a part of the team. Uh, no, I'm I happy do. I do. City. I'm actually a Yankee. By uh, the way, I'm on, I'm on that Phil- team. Philly gets a really interesting rep, but that was one of the best days of a lot of people's lives. And in the sense that there was no violence, there was nothing, there was no looting, the parade, people were kind to each other, sharing beers. It was one of the coolest most like i don't know what the feeling like kind of like homey days in my life that was really fun and the whole city kind of poured out into ben franklin parkway all right well that's cool the city of brotherly love ben franklin the best philly sports movie you got one you gotta you gotta get a couple top couple top philly sports movies so give me rocky right give me your top three philly sports movies rocky rocky rocky's number one i want to hear you two and three invincible Invincible would be my number two, but now I want to hear what your number three is. Because I have, I have an oddball number three. Because most people wouldn't view it as a sports movie, I don't think. But, uh, but Rocky and Invincible really? are... I love but Shooter. Have you seen Shooter with Mark Wahlberg? That's filmed in Philly. Okay, not exactly. No, 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 no. Movie, that's but... not it. That's not it. What's up? Not, not exactly. Uh, what's the one with... Uh... All right, so I'm going to give you my three while you think. You okay. ready for this? People won't think of this as a sports movie, but it totally is. Have you ever seen the movie... Silver Linings Playbook. Yes, that was the Philly one. That's and a good movie, man. It's so if you haven't seen this location, go ahead and check it out. We're, we're getting into into films now, but it's a great movie. It's with uh, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer yep. Lawrence, and I think Robert De Niro is the dad, and he's a he's yep. a, a degenerate sports gambler, and it's all about Philly football and you know Philly history and what he's gambling on the the, the Eagles and the whole. I mean, and they go to Eagle games, and you get a nice little view of like the jail at the stadium and the fights in the parking lot. I mean, it's just it's funny. It's a funny that Philly. Stadium, right? Yep, Still? yep, yep, yep. So if you haven't seen that one, because it looks like a rom-com and it kind of is, but it's got some cool Philly sports, you know, undertones to it. So that that, that makes it into my top Philly sports. Great movies. choice, Cage. And I, I agree, it does seem like a rom-com, but it's really, it, it's more than that, right? Yep, it's a lot of fun, man. It's a fun movie. Um, but yeah, it's it definitely is a rom-com, but I love the Philly. Like, like you just fast forward to the scene where they get into a fight at, at uh, you know, tailgating at a Philly game. It's a lot of fun <laughs> with the face paint and the whole nine yards. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Philly sports, is, is, is it, it hits different. You know, I mean, Philly, you guys love your sports. And what I loved, because I've been to games in Philly, is you can walk across the parking lot from one stadium to the other. You know, you hit like a... a you know, a day game, you know, you, you walk, the, you got them right, right across the street from each other. It's pretty cool. Um, I also went to a Phillies Dodgers baseball game and I was a young man at the time and went with a bunch of college friends and my wife, who was not my wife at the time. And I embarrassed the hell ever because I decided that I was going to eat a cheesesteak for every inning of the game. 
in the seventh inning, no one wanted to sit anywhere near me because it was getting bad. <laughs> I also spent about $150 on cheesesteaks. <laughs> you're, you're hilarious. <laughs> so, it was a lot All right, of fun. Luke. All right, Luke and Nation. We love oh, you guys. We will, uh, we'll, before we go, remember, guys, as you're listening to this, we got to get to 3,000 followers. I'm going to be giving away this Randy Arozarena Topps Chrome Ben Baller rookie card. Um, it's numbered out of 25. It's an orange uh, color card. I mean, this is a couple hundred dollar card, easy. Also, just a little public service note um, we are expanding onto Twitter. We have a Twitter account, so we're posting some stuff yeah. there. So if you, uh, you know, if, if, you know, if you want to do us a favor and follow us on Twitter, we would really appreciate that as well. Um, you know, we're going to start posting on there as well. Just another, just another avenue to get us, uh, you know, get our name out there and, and be able to communicate and message with you guys as well. So mm-hmm. thanks for all your support. We love you guys. Luca Tiger LeBron on Twitter. No podcast. <laughs> Luca Tiger LeBron. Beautiful. Bye. They'll find us. Thanks guys. Yeah. See ya. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.